0: Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. I'm glad to meet with you again in this teaching. This teaching will be the third part of the lesson called Baptism with the Holy Spirit. It will be the last part of this teaching. This teaching of Siri is called Building Firm Foundations. And I believe that every believer should have very good Christian foundation teaching so that their faith will be so strong, they know how to walk with God, then know the law of love and the law of faith and understand how God wants us to live on this earth. We need to prepare ourselves to meet Him when He comes back or when He leaves this world. In this teaching, we learn that it is the command of Jesus Christ for all the believers to be filled or baptized or immersed with the Holy Spirit. And the purpose of being filled or immersed or baptized with the Holy Spirit is to have the power to serve the Lord, to serve His people, to serve the church and to witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. We cannot serve the Lord with our own strength. We need the supernatural power of God. And when we receive the Holy Spirit, our spiritual gift will be more clear and more powerful, and we can understand the Bible better. The revelation of the Holy Spirit will be clearer than without being filled with the Holy Spirit. I have the first hand experience of the difference between my Christian walk before being baptized with the Holy Spirit and my Christian walk after I was baptized with the Holy Spirit. After I became a Christian for two to three years, the Lord poured His Spirit on my life. And I was speaking in tongues. And after that day, the life of service that I have for the kingdom of God was changed, was powerful. I was able to teach the Bible more powerfully, I can understand the Bible more clearly, I can witness and I can share the gospel with people more powerfully, more souls were saved after I start to walk with the Holy Spirit. The sign and wonders of receiving the Holy Spirit according to the Bible is speaking in other tongues. When we talk about speaking in tongues, we are talking about speaking the language that we have never learned before. It can be angelic or heavenly language, or it can be human languages that we never learned before. When I first baptized with the Holy Spirit, my mouth opened, I spoke, and the language that I never know before came out of my mouth. Wow, it was a wonderful experience that the Holy Spirit was speaking through my mouth. It's a sign and wonder. It's a supernatural thing. It's a sign of being controlled by God. The Bible says that when you can control your tongue, you can control the whole body. So God wants to use us anoint us, work through our life. Speaking in tongues is a sign of being used and controlled by the Spirit of God. Therefore, every believer should be filled with the Holy Spirit or should be baptized with the Holy Spirit. But many believers have never learned this truth or have never experienced The Baptism with the Holy Spirit. If you are those Christians who have never heard about Baptism with the Holy Spirit, I would like to encourage you to come back and listen to the part one and part two of this teaching and build your faith and ask the Lord to pour His Spirit upon you and you can be filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. There are four benefits of speaking in tongues, and I would like to talk about these four reasons or benefits of speaking in tongue in this teaching Again, speaking in tongue is the main sign of being baptized with the holy spirit let 's look at the first benefit of speaking in tongues in first corinthians chapter fourteen verses twenty two twenty three the Bible say, therefore, tongues are for a sign, not to those who believe, but to unbelievers, but prophesying is not for unbelievers, but for those who believe. therefore, if the whole church comes together in one place and all speak with tongues, and there come in those who are uninformed or unbelievers, will they not say that you are out of your mind? This scripture talks about one of the benefits of speaking in tongues. That is to be the sign, or the supernatural sign, to people who don't believe in God. In the church meeting, God may use the pastor, the preacher, or somebody who speak in tongues on the microphone. And the language that the unbelievers heard was their language. I remember one time in my church, I was speaking in tongues when I was behind the pulpit for a few minutes. And one of the Thai students who just came to church. Not that long. She was still new to the church. She was not really sure about her faith in Christ Jesus. She heard me speaking in Thai, even though I was speaking in tongues. And what I say really touched her heart. After the service, she came to me and said, Pastor, I thought this is an English service. All the people who came were not Thai. But why did you speak in Thai on the microphone? I say no, I didn't speak in Thai. I spoke in tongues. But she heard the word from the Lord through speaking in tongues. After that day, she became a very committed believer,s And she really gave her life to Jesus She knew that God was so real to her. God could use my mouth to speak in another language. But her ears heard the Thai language. I heard the story of a preacher who was speaking in tongue. And two young men were standing at the door, kind of watching the service. They were not Christians, but their mother tongue language is the Hebrew language. So they heard the pastor speaking in Hebrews, and they were shocked because they knew that this man did not come from Israel. They gave their life to Jesus that day because they knew that God is a supernatural God. God can use the mouth of this preacher to speak their language, so in the church meeting, God can perform signs and wonders by speaking through somebody in the language of a non-believer, and when that non-believer hear that language, he or she was so touched by God and see the miracle of God. The language can be also heavily language, but the non-believer can hear into his or her own language. In conclusion, the first benefit of speaking in tongue is to be assigned to the non-believer when God wants to speak to them in their own language from the mouth of a person who doesn't know their language. So that is the first benefit of speaking in tongues especially in the church meeting. The second benefit, let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verses 8 to 11 together. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. This scripture talks about the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you are the vessel that the Holy Spirit can perform or demonstrate the power of God through you in a different ways. Such as words of wisdom, words of knowledge, faith, healing, performing miracles, prophecy, speaking in tongues as a prophecy with interpretation. You can see that the Holy Spirit can work through you in the gathering or in the worship meeting. When the believers come together, each believer can use his or her gift, to bless other people. Speaking in tongue in this scripture is about speaking the word from God to encourage, to exhort other believers. It's like a spiritual gift that God worked through you or other people to build other people up. So the first one, speaking in tongue, give the benefit or bless the non-believer. This one, speaking in tongue as words of prophecy, will benefit or bless other believers in the church. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, 26 to 31, how is it then, brethren? Whenever you come together, each of you has a psalm has a teaching, has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation, let all things be done for edification. If anyone speak in a tongue, let there be two, or at the most three, each in turn, and let one interpret. But if there is no interpreter, let him keep silent in church, and let him speak to himself and to God. Let two or three prophets speak, and let the others judge. But if anything is revealed to another who sits by, let the first keep silent, for you can all prophesy one by one, that all may learn and may be encouraged. This passage of the scripture also talk about the gift of the Spirit. When the believers come together in a meeting, we all use our gift. And this scripture talks about verbal gift, prophecy, tongues, and interpretation. The Apostle Paul wants to encourage the believers in that generation and in our generation to have order, divine order in the church. Not everybody speaks in tongue at the same time, and not a lot of people speaking in tongue or prophesy in one meeting. We should respect God, we should honor the presence of God. If somebody is gonna prophesy in tongue to encourage the congregation, one should speak at a time. And when one person finish speaking in tongue as a word of prophecy, there must be interpretation. Because this tongue language is not for self, for personal benefit, but for the rest of the congregation. And the congregation does not understand what he's talking about. Therefore, there must be interpretation. And The Lord said if there is no one has a gift of interpretation, we should not speak in tongue in the meeting because no one would understand anyway. So there must be order in the church meeting, one person at a time, give words of prophecy, either in the human language or in the tongue language or in the angelic uh, heavenly language. The second benefit of tongues is about giving words of encouragement, exhortation, building up people in the local church to the congregation. Definitely, this kind of gift needs to have interpretation in the congregation. And not more than three or four people to speak in one meeting two to three, I believe that Paul was pretty clear in this scripture that not so many people. He even said three people max in that generation. So he wants to keep everything in order so that there will be time for preaching, worshiping, or praying for people. And the church meeting will be in order. So the first benefit is for a to the non-believer. The second benefit is to speak the word of encouragement or prophecy toward the believers in the congregation. Let's look at the third benefit of speaking in tongue. Romans chapter 8, verses 26 to 27 say, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for, as we ought. But the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. The third benefit of speaking in tongue is for praying. Praying for yourself or praying for other people. The Holy Spirit knows the will of God or knows the will of the Father. So, sometimes you don't know what to pray for yourself or for your family, for your loved ones, for your friends, for your church, for people that God prompts you to pray for them. You don't know what to pray. You are limited in understanding and knowledge. You don't know what's going on in their life. You don't even know what is best for you because we are human beings. But the Spirit of God who lives on the inside of you knows what is best for your life, for your family, for your friends, for your church, for your leaders. Therefore, you can pray by allowing the Holy Spirit to pray through your mouth To your tongue, through your voice, in the language you don't know, or we call praying in tongues. He intercedes through your mouth for yourself or for other people, or for the church or for the country. And when you pray in tongue, you pray according to the will of God. And it's very powerful. I myself pray in tongue a lot. Because I want to make sure that I pray according to the will of God. I pray in English. Sometimes I pray in Thai. And many times I don't know what to pray for the church members or for my relative. I just sit there and I pray in tongues. Let the Holy Spirit pray through my mouth the words that come out from my mouth, bypass my brain, my intellectual ability our understanding to pray for other people. That is a third benefit. Okay, number one, praying in tongue or speaking in tongue as a sign to the non-believers. Number two, speaking in tongue as word of prophecy to exhort, to encourage the congregation or the believers. Number three, praying in tongue for interceding for somebody or for yourself. Now let's look at the fourth one. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 18, I thank my God. I speak with tongues more than you all. Wow, I don't know how many church members did they have in the church at Corinth. But Paul said, I alone pray in tongue or speak with tongues more than all the members of that church. According to this scripture, Paul understood the benefits of praying in tongue or speaking in tongue. And he pray in tongue a lot more than other people. He recognized the benefit of praying or speaking in tongues. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 4 to 5, He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues. Unless indeed he interprets that the church may receive edification. I like that word, edification. Remember this? Everything you do, you do it to build people up, to edify people. Somebody asked me a question after they listened to the second part Of this teaching. Pastor, you say that when God used Christian to speak word of prophecy, you should not really rebuke people or speak about people's life in the condemning way in front of the public. I'm not sure that you are right, Pastor, because even Jesus was speaking very strong words to the Pharisees and the Sadducees in front of the public. And we should do the same thing. If we don't like somebody in the church, we come to the microphone and we could do the same thing to criticize, to judge, and to speak strong words to make some people feel condemned in the congregation. I answer that. We are not Jesus. Jesus he was God and he was human being at the same time. He has the authority to really speak strong words to the Pharisees. But in the Bible, we learn that we need to walk by love. And the law of love is not to harm anybody. We even bless our enemy when people slap on our cheek on one side, we turn another cheek and let them slap us again. God never teach Christian to be mean, to destroy people, to harm people with our actions or our words. Therefore, words of interpretation or the words of prophecy of tongue language all are given to us for edification. And the Apostle Paul say here that we received the, the tongue for edification. He speak in tongue more than other people. The third benefit of speaking in tongue is that when we pray in tongues, we are edified by the Lord. We build ourselves up. We edify ourselves by speaking in tongues. In Jude chapter 1, verse 20, But you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 14, 2, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. All these scriptures show that when you pray to God in tongues, you don't speak to yourself. You don't speak to man. You speak directly to God. And the Lord, by His Spirit, will quicken our body, quicken our mind, give life to our soul, our spirit, and our body. When we pray in tongue, we speak the language that God understands. Our mind is so limited, we cannot speak to God the best way we can by our human ability. So if we want to speak to the King of all kings, the best way is to let the Holy Spirit speak through our mouth to the King of all kings, and when we do that, we will be built up. I understand this principle By the personal experiences. At one time, I just started a church in Seattle and I did not sleep all night because I was on call as a neurosurgeon. That was Saturday night. On Sunday, I have to be at church by 8 a.m. I did not sleep at all and I was wondering how I'm going to preach today. I am so tired. I was thinking. Then the Lord reminds me of these scriptures that I just read. So I began to pray in tongue that morning. I tell you, it's miracle. Within a few minutes, my tiredness was totally gone. I became awake, alert. I was able to minister that day. I was able to preach and greet new believers and greet the guests I was so strong the whole day because when I pray in tongue, I edify myself. So four benefits of speaking in tongues. Number one, assign to the non-believer so that they know our God is powerful and He is the living God. He is the good God. Two, to edify the believers in the congregation to benefit other people 3 we use praying in tongue for intercession to pray for other people when we don't know what to pray for 4 praying in tongue edifies ourselves i would like to ask you a few questions so that you can think about what you learn about the baptism with the holy spirit the first question is why is baptism with the holy spirit important what is the purpose of the baptism with the holy spirit why is it important and what is the purpose do you think it is necessary or optional for christians to be baptized with the holy spirit or it is a command of Jesus Christ. According to this lesson, what are the four things that are necessary to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Maybe you forget already after you listen to lesson two. You can go back and listen again. What are the four important factors to receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit? What is your experience with the baptism with the Holy Spirit? Have you been filled? Some of you have been filled already. Do you understand what the benefit of the baptism of the Holy Spirit are? Last question. What should you think about when you were praying in tongues? What is the benefit of praying in tongues or speaking in tongues? Please write the answer down and send to your mentor or your pastor or your leaders and practice what you learn. Thank you so much for spending time with me. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep filling you with the Holy Spirit. You're going to have more and more grace and higher Level or higher measure of the Spirit of the Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I will see you in lesson number 15, the next one. We're going to talk about worship in the next lesson. God bless you. We trust that this message is ministered to you.